it really comes down to what your investor, what your lender wants. If they're used to making three, four, five percent of their money very slow or even less than that, and they're making less than one percent from the bank. This is the naked truth about real estate investing. Your host, Javier, has already been through all the brain damage of this business, so you don't have to go through it. That way, you're not exposed to all of the risk of losing your shirt or getting caught with your pants down. So let's dive into another no BS episode right now. Hello, everybody. I'm Javier Inojo, your host of the Naked Truth about real estate investing. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about what you pay your investors, right? You pay them with equity, you split the profits, you give them just a preferred return, which basically means like a interest, you know, like they earn interest on their money, right? So there's a lot of different ways to um, pay investors, right? Can you pay them with uh, tax benefits of the property, right? Like if you do a cost segregation, you take some tax deductions from your property. So there's a lot of ways to uh, pay any investors slash partners. I won't call, I'll just call investors people who come and uh, put money in your projects. I get asked all the time, hey, uh, how much do I pay? Uh, how do I structure this? You know, especially from somebody going from single family to a bigger purchase or even somebody who's starting out a single family, right? They don't know what to pay. So I'm going to talk about what I paid, what I used to pay, what I pay now, and uh, what other people pay that I know, right? So we'll go ahead and get started. And I'll let you know upfront, there's no answer for this, okay? There's absolutely no answer. Like as far as like, hey, you pay this amount for this length and you give this amount of equity or, you know, no, there's no one shoe fits all, okay? So I'll get started talking about when I first started flipping houses, right? When I first started flipping houses, I took the down payment. My, my buddy and I took the down payment from our credit cards, right? We didn't have any money. So what percentage of that? That was like 18% interest, right? On our credit card. We didn't have any, you know, if you have a zero down credit card, right? Zero, you have brand new credit card, you have zero interest. Well, then that's no interest. But, you know, it was a couple of years old. So when I swiped the money, I mean, to swipe the card, it was uh, like 18% plus, right? Interest on that. So that was my down payment. And then I went to find my loan from a hard money lender. And that was a 12% interest, like three points. Right, basically, a point is a percentage point is of the total loan. So, if I got a loan for two hundred thousand dollars and I have to pay three points, that's three percent. So that's six grand. So six thousand dollars in fees, plus twelve percent interest for the loan, and then I use my credit card that had an eighteen percent interest on it. So I don't know. I ended up paying what sixteen percent for this for this loan for however long I had it. Right, sixteen seventeen percent plus. But at the end of the day, it didn't matter because we were going to make money in that house, right? We thought we were going to make like 40000 uh, We made like fifteen or eighteen or something like that, under twenty. I mean, still, you still made money. And I didn't really use any of my money. I mean, it was my credit card money and uh, lender. So I guess the return on my money that I put out of pocket was pretty much infinite, right? I had an infinite return on mine. So it all depends what the deal looks like and what is the risk. And what's the whole time? How long are they going to hold? You're going to hold the money. So that's when I was flipping. At some point, you know, I started getting, uh, after I got uh, more experience, I got more lenders. Um, I started paying anywhere from like 8%, like around 8%, 8%, 10%, depends. Let's just call it 8%. I used to pay 8%, maybe a point and a half. And uh, I used to borrow pretty much 80% of the purchase price. Sometimes I would get 100% of the purchase price and 100% of the remodel. It just depends. 
what kind of deal I got, right? If I got a really, really good deal, say the house after it was, it was remodeled, it was worth 200000 If the house is worth 200000 after it was remodeled and I bought it for 50000 and I had to put $50,000 in remodel, I'm all in for a hundred and, and it's worth a hundred thousand dollars more. Yeah. Some lenders would give me the whole amount, right? Cause it's such a good deal that they feel like they're not going to lose out. But those were more private lenders. Um, if you go with a hard money lender or a bank, they're not going to give you a hundred percent of rehab and a hundred percent of purchase. Usually you got to come up with 20, 25% of the purchase price. So it's still not bad, right? You can go out and raise that money. If you're buying a house for a hundred thousand and the bank's going to give you 80 and they're going to give you 50. For rehab, they're going to give you a total of 130, but you, you need 150, right? You go borrow the 20K. You can go to to family member, to an investor, be like, hey, I need actually borrow a little bit more, borrow like 30, 35, just because you need uh, you need closing costs and you got to carry the loan, right? The rehab. The bank's not going to give you money upfront for rehab. So you got to go ahead and do some work to it. Maybe do $5,000, $10,000 worth of work and then ask for a draw to get that money back, right? So you can go out and borrow. You know, 80% of the from a bank, from a lender, 80% of the purchase price at, you know, say 8% interest and the rehab at 8% interest. And then you can go borrow 35000 at 12% interest with two points, right? It sounds a lot higher, but it's a small amount. So when you average your, your loan, you might be around 9%, 10%. And it's not bad, right? It's not terrible. It's not the end of the world. Shoot, if you can get 6%, awesome. So, you know, just how much money are you going to make? Right? Is it worth paying that higher interest? Right, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what kind of interest you're gonna make, you're gonna pay, how much money you're gonna make. Right, it doesn't matter if you're paying a hundred percent interest. Somebody gives me a hundred thousand dollars today, and I got to pay you a hundred thousand dollars in five days, but I'm gonna make two hundred k. I'll do that all day long. Right, I'll do that all day long, every single day. I do that. So that's how I used to borrow money when I used to flip houses. Okay, and uh, I mean it worked fine. Right, you got to make sure you get a good deal. Now. Some people, when they get started, they go ahead and give um, some equity, right, to their lender. The first couple of deals, you got to pay your dues, right? You got to, you got to pay, you got to pay your dues. But if you don't have any money, right? If you got money in the bank, man, you go to town, right? You got to get fifty k, hundred k, two hundred k plus in the bank. It's gonna be really easy for you to get a loan and use your own money, the down payment, and make your own money, no problem. But if you have no money, you got to pay your dues, right? So you could even do like uh, you borrow money from somebody and you tell them, hey, look. Instead of paying you a preferred return or interest, I've always split the profit 50-50. I find a deal, I do the work, you put the money, and we split it 50-50, right? So if you make 40000 you split it 20-20, right? If you lose 10000 well, nobody makes money. You don't owe anybody any money, right? It was just a partnership. That's a difference. You're not paying them a return on their money. You're a partner, so you make money on the profits. So if you lose money, they don't make money, right? And you don't have to come up, you, know, you, don't, you don't owe anybody any money. It, that's another way of doing it, right? Or not even 50%, right? You can say, I give you 25% of the project. Whatever they want, you can be like, hey, I'll give you 4% interest and 20% of the profits, right? It really comes down to what your investor, what your lender wants, right? If they're used to making three, four, 5% of their money, you know, uh, very slow or even less than that, right? Or if, if money just sitting in the account for years and they're making less than 1% from the bank, we come and offer them six percent. I bet you they'll be happy, right? Eight percent, they might be they'll be ecstatic. We offer them twelve percent, right? They might be like, ah, this is a scam. Like that's too much money, right? Sometimes just offer them less, or just find out what they're paying, right? Try to have a conversation and see what kind of returns they're getting for the risk they're taking, right? The riskier the investment, the higher the return. 
if it's sitting in the bank, it's not that risky. So they're making like less than 1%. So you got to know your investor. People ask me, do you pay all the investors the same? Do you treat them? It's up to you, right? I mean, if you have 10 people and you pay one 6% and another 10% for the exact same deal, and if they ever talk to each other, and you got to deal with that, right? I just used to pay everybody straight up the same, right? Unless we had like another agreement, like maybe they needed a tax break and needed some depreciation or something like that, then that's a separate agreement. But just in general, I would pay everybody the same for that particular project, right? If I was flipping a house, it'd be, you know, 8% interest, point and a half, and uh, that was it, right? Or if you gave me 100% of the project, rehab and purchase, I give you a little more, I give you 10% interest, right? Like I give you a little bit more if you give me more of the project. So you can package it together any way you want. Just biggest thing is what is your investor? What is that person giving you the money? What do they need? That's what you got to understand, right? You got to understand what do they need, right? Maybe they don't want 10% interest, right? Maybe they want 4% interest, but they want you to put half the money, right? I don't know. It's whatever it is that they want. You got to talk to them, find out the returns. There's no one shoe fits all, right? It doesn't work that way. So um, go ahead and just find out what your investor wants and then work, work on it from that angle. Okay. On the single family, on the commercial multifamily, usually uh, you, you do splits, right? Like the investors get 70% of the project, the uh, general partners, like if you put it together, you get 30%, but that gives the investors around a 18% total return and like an eight to 12% cash on cash on their money. So cash on cash is basically money they're going to be getting back. And total return is just once the property sold, how much money they actually made, right? So, and the whole time, right? On the flip, it's three to six months, nine months, whatever, right? When you flip in houses, when you buy in a commercial building, it can be two, two to 10 years. So the returns are usually a little bit less just because they're longer and they're more consistent, but you can structure those as well any way you want. You can give somebody a 6% return on their money, like preferred return, like interest on their money for the next seven years or until they get their money back. Give somebody 10% of their money, all depends on your deal, right? If you're buying a skinny deal, a deal that's crap, you're not going to give somebody a good return, right? You're going to, it's just not, don't buy crap. Don't buy, don't buy stuff that doesn't work, that's not going to make you money, first of all, right? Make sure it's a good deal. I'd rather not buy anything than buy something that I'm not going to make money on or I'm going to lose sleep over. Okay. So get a good deal, first of all, right? And then you, you, you structure how you want to pay them. Hey, I'm going to give the investors, right? On an apartment building, I'm going to give the investors 70% of the deal. They're going to get 6% preferred return. And then when we sell it in five years, the projections, when, when money that we make, you know, if they put a hundred grand, they're basically going to get back 200 grand, right? So they made like 20% return per year because it's for five years, right? Put a hundred, Sell in five years, you exit in five years, they get back 200, right? They made 100% of their money, but since it was five years, it's 20% per year. And that's a really good return. Like, that's really, really good. You know, some out there make 14 to 16%. Um, the riskier that, you know, of course, the riskier, the more return, right? If you're doing a brand new development or, or land development, things like that, you got to get a higher return because those are a lot riskier. The less risky, the less return, right? If you're buying a self storage facility, it's very, very low risk. So you might not make the 20% total return. You might be at 14 or 16. Again, it all depends what kind of deal you get. What kind of deal is it brought to you to put your money in or for you to go raise money for your project, right? Just depends. If you get a stupid, crazy deal, you can do splits like the like you keep 80% and the investors get 20%, right? Usually most commercial projects, the investors, your limited partners that bring the money in, keep, keep 70 
to 80%. And the general partners, the people that put it together, they keep 20 to 30%. That's traditionally because usually people are paying a little bit more for the projects. Maybe it might be a little bit pretty project, right? Um, but if you get a really, really good deal, say it's a heavy value ad, like it's very distressed, or you happen to get a, a nice property at a discount, at a good discount, you can swap it, right? You can give the limited partners, the investors, 30%, 20% of the whole ownership, and then you keep 70 or 80%, or the general partnership keeps the majority of it, but the investors still make their money, right? They're still going to make their, their 10% cash on cash. They're still going to make their 18, 16, 20% total return in those three to five years, seven years that they, you hold the property. The returns are always going to be the same for the investors, even if you own a bigger chunk of the deal. That just means you got a better, got a better price at purchase, right? There's a million things you can do. I'm going to go ahead and soon I'll, I'll do something more in detail. Uh, so I'll do a YouTube video where I can kind of break it down on how to structure or how to pay investors on any project you guys coming up. So just give you guys a big picture of how you can structure deals. Um, you can also, if you have buying a commercial property for $5 million and you're going to do a cost segregation, basically means you're going to take all of the depreciation in year one or most of the depreciation in, in year one. Say you buy a, a, a apartment building for $5 million, pretty conservatively, you'll be able to write off about a million and a half, probably two, but let's just say a million and a half in tax write-offs, right? So if you own 30% of this building, that means you have three, $400,000 worth of tax deductions, right? 30% of the 1.5 million. You can tell an investor like, hey, you put, you put some money in our project and um, I'll give you even more de depreciation, right? Like if their tax structure works that way, they can get another 200, 300,000 tax deduction on their return Right, which could add up to like a hundred thousand dollars in savings on their side that year for taxes to put money in your deal. Right, you can sometimes trade money for tax breaks and maybe not give them any ownership, not give them any any preferred return, or give them preferred return and give them ownership. Right, and give them some tax deductions. Right, it all depends what kind of deal you got and what that investor wants. Right, what's their personality, their investment personality, and what are they used to getting? And you got to give that a return. Again, I'll say that like five times. What do they want? It's not what you want. It's what they want. And if it works, do it, right? Don't be greedy. If everybody's making money, everybody's happy. You also got to get paid for your work, right? You got to make sure you get paid, right? Don't be doing stuff for free, but everybody has to be making money. So next time around, it's a lot easier to ask folks to put money in your projects. So big picture, that's how I used to structure my lending. And if you have any questions, reach out to me, follow me on social media, go ahead and put some com uh, comments below and uh, be look out for that YouTube video that I'll do shortly, a little bit more detail and I'll break it down on asset class, single family apartments. I'll, I'll break it down to make it a lot easier. So I am Javier Hinojo, your host. Don't lose your shirt. I got a great gift for you guys. It is my underwriting calculator. That's what I use to underwrite multifamily for heavy value add. You're going to get a, a great discount because it takes a lot of work. And I have a calculator that'll help you underwrite something that's more stable, a prettier property with videos, not just multifamily, but I also have a calculator for you for mobile home parks, help you underwrite a value add or a property that's stable. I also have a calculator for you for self-storage. It'll help you evaluate a self-storage value add or self-storage that is already stable. And it has videos. We underwrite 50, 60 properties every single week. 
So my acquisitions team is pretty good at it. I want to give that to you for free for following me on the podcast, for being a loyal listener. I want to give that back to you. It's taking a lot of time and energy to put these together. So in that link, you'll see in the show notes, we'll give that away for free. It's actually a deal submission form. You can skip all that and go to the bottom and you'll see the calculators. But if you want to submit a deal to us so we can help you underwrite it, maybe we partner, feel free to use it. Make sure you analyze properly so you don't lose your shirt. This has been The Naked Truth. Our mission is to give it to you raw. If you got value from this episode, you're invited to leave an honest written review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm.